This is episode 79, Why You Need Accountability for Your Business. Thank you for much, so much for joining Stephanie Lane's Institute Beauty Business Podcast. This is going to be an amazing conversation specifically about accountability. I love being able to bring a really different perspective on the aesthetics business as a whole, but I love being able to provide for many of you who are listening a different type of understanding when it comes to accountability. I come from a space of an esthetician that totally had money issues, never wanted to deal with my money problems, um, didn't understand why I needed to have help, which is where that accountability comes in. And then being receptive to understand it wasn't about the money that I was making. It's that I had no idea where it was going because I was not accountable to it. So when I decided to get my first accountability partner, which was my first bookkeeper, and have someone look at your books and look at what you're doing every single month and ask you questions as to why you're spending and what you're spending it on became a pattern that I needed to have in order to grow my business. Most people think when you're growing your business that it's about more clients, it's about getting more money, it's also about the consistency of the client, which is absolutely, I agree. All three of those are definitely important. But when you start moving in different ways, meaning you start earning more income, you're going to have to be accountable of how you spend that money. So when I'm working with estheticians now, and all of them are with me for accountability, 100%. But when we start talking about money, I'm not going to really focus on how you make it because I know how you make it. We don't have any issues when it comes to making money. Our issue is we don't hold on to it. We definitely don't know how it leaves the business and we really don't pay attention to how it leaves the business. So when I started with my first accountability partner and they started asking me questions on, okay, so what is this and why are you spending this and can we spend this for this differently? Could you maybe instead of buying it once a month, could you buy it every quarter or every six months or once a year? Those were the things that I needed to be accountable for because I had been in such a pattern of spending. I said, oh, I have monthly expenses. When I started understanding that I could actually have more money when I spent less and got a better deal and then started asking for those deals, a lot of the things started to change. I'll give you a great example. When I was purchasing, I was so used to buying things once a month. And then when I started asking questions about buying in bulk, and I actually have a masterclass on this talking about making sure your purchases, how you purchase can definitely affect your business, right? And I'll never forget, we had a great, and I always talk about her, she's passed on, but her name is Katie Slayton. And she had the Vanity Room Waxing Boutique in Fort Worth, which is still open in honor of her. And she would purchase once a quarter. She would come in, spend $1,200, $1,500, buy everything she needed for the three months. I wouldn't see her again. And I loved always watching how people evolved from purchasing monthly to every other month and then once a quarter, and then twice a year, and then once a year. That spending power definitely changes in your business because now you're controlling how much is leaving. You know, I used to say that if you, at the end of the month, had money in your bank, you're successful. If all of your bills were paid for the month and you still had money in the bank left over, you're successful. 
But so many of us never get to that space. We don't like paying bills. We don't like purchasing with a purpose. We don't understand how much we make. We don't understand how much we spend, but we're okay with it because we're able to have whatever we need paid for. See, when I started putting myself on payroll, I always wanted to get more money. I was separating what the business was making versus what I was taking home. So it was always interesting to me when I look back, when I decided to put myself on payroll, how far I've come. And I've said this on podcasts. I've also said this on YouTubes. When I first started paying myself, I needed money every day. I needed to see the money that I was going to take home every day. And then I was a big cash person. So I had a lot of cash. So I would put cash out for my next day. So at the end of the day, I would put cash out. So when I would walk in the next morning, there was cash sitting right there on that desk, changed my whole mindset. So when I got to the point where I had to get on payroll because I was paying myself so much, it really started changing my mindset. Now, some of you would be like, wait a minute, why would you put out cash for yourself so that you would see it when you come in? Because I knew I had already made enough money for the day. I gave myself a daily rate every day. This was what I was going to be paid. And so when I came in and saw the money sitting there on the desk before my day started, my whole attitude and, and whole thought pattern changed. I wasn't working from a place of desperation. That was a private accountability that I did for myself because I knew if my mindset was different, if the way I was thinking about the day was different, the way I interacted with the clients was different, it wasn't from a place of desperation. Your clients can read you when you are desperate. They can read you when a client cancels for the day and it ruins your day because you had already anticipated that money. We all know it changes our attitude. It changes our mood. But when I was paying myself for that day's work, it was already paid for. So I didn't change my emotions when someone canceled or changed their appointment or moved it to another day. My attitude didn't change when someone, you know, didn't do what we expected to do. It was such a mind shift. And I love that I was able to do that to myself. I actually have that exact formula written out in my book as well. And I'll link it below in the description. But how I paid myself, how I got out of debt, how I used all of my tips to pay off all of my credit cards, like all of those things were me being accountable and it had to do with money, but it completely changed the way I did business. I wasn't so desperate. I didn't come across as desperate. So I was able to actually enjoy the interactions. I was able to build on the relationships I was building with clients. And it wasn't from a place of desperation because I had to have it. And I actually share the story in my book of one of my best paying clients always paid me cash. She was a 250 um, facial client. She would always bring me two $100 bills and a $50 bill. And she canceled. And I had to call her and say, I really needed you to come in because I can't pay rent without this, this service today. Now, not only was I embarrassed that I had to call because it was desperate, right? And she was understandable. She understood. My rent was only $300. I had made money that whole month. There was no reason for me to beg her to pay my 250 when I had been working the entire month. That for me was a big aha moment 
into my spending habits because that was blatant. My rent was not dependent on one person, but I had been spending and so non, not accountable to the way I was earning or how it was leaving the business that it came down to one client, the last client before the rent was due the next day. And not only did I have to be embarrassed, but when she came in, she was like, I didn't know. I never wanted anybody to know. I didn't want my clients to know I had money problems. I wanted them to see me as I was. Everything was together. I didn't want them to see any of that. That was never my, my intention. My intention was never for them to see that I had so much and so many issues with money. That was never on my radar. But that was a big kind of slap in the face that my rent was only 300 bucks a month. And I had was so out of control that I was not able to pay it. And so the last client of the month when she switched, and it wasn't even a switch to the next month. It was like just a couple days out. And I had to beg her to come in. And she continued to be my client, but it, I'm pretty sure she totally looked at me different. I had never been in that position to beg someone to come in. And it was really eye-opening because there was no reason for me to ever be in that situation, right? I'm pretty sure some of you were like, wait a minute, $300 a month? That's all I paid. It was in a tanning salon. I had a great, great space. I had a full um, stadium for spray tan. I had Norvell Stadium. I had a bathroom. I mean, it was it was great. It was absolutely great. 300 bucks a month. Totally doable. Like totally doable. But the fact that I just was so out of control and had no accountability to my money it showed up and slapped me in the face. And it was what I needed. It was absolutely what I needed. You know, and the 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 thing that I always try to explain when I'm working with estheticians is that there's totally nothing wrong with accountability. But at the same time, it can't be just something you speak about. Like there has to be action taken. I have a new client that we just started working together, esthetician, making great money. I would say all of the estheticians that I work with are six-figure earners. They all are six-figure businesses and they do well. It's the smaller things that are so important that I'm in that space to keep them accountable for. And so years ago when I used to do my master classes and masterminds really um, online, I would do one specifically for people to get their business together. Like it was totally financial. Right. And I did everything that I'm, I tell them that I did, but we would have a card cutting party. We would get on zoom. I would have everybody get their cards and we would cut it up. And I would have them cut it up and put the video into the, into the community in the group and show everyone that they cut their cards up. And everyone would be so emotional when it came to cutting those cards because that totally told them that they were going to have no more access or instant access to their card. They couldn't swipe it. They couldn't go to the bank and get any money out. It was done. But what it taught them was that now before you spend, because you have no way to really spend, you got to think about, do you really need to spend it? This is kind of the roadblock. You're going to think about it. Because in order for you to get money that you needed to spend on whatever you were going to do, you would physically have to go to the bank. 
And if you were going to use your credit card, your goal was to pay that credit card off in that 30 days as well. So were you able to do that? Would you be able to commit to that? And there are those estheticians that I have for those masterminds that are still doing their business in that way. I don't have any debit cards that are attached to the business or our personal. Everything is accountable for. If I'm writing a check, I got to go write a check. Like that's a physical thing, right? If I'm going to spend on the card, I got to pay the card. So it really became easy for me to share those things because when you don't have accountability, you have no idea how much money is leaving your account because there's no reason for you to. And accountability goes beyond money. You know, a lot of you have issues with, with raising your prices. This is coming towards the end of the year. We should have already been announcing for January that we're going to have a price increase. Some people are pushing it to February, but they're not really doing a price increase. They're doing a price increase for new people, but not for their regular people, which really just doesn't make any sense because price increase is a price increase. A price increase is a price increase. It should not matter whether they're a client for a long time has nothing to do with that. What it has to do with is if you understand pricing and cost per service, your raise only comes when you increase your service price. So if you don't increase your service price, you will never get a raise. That's it. And to me, it's always very eye-opening when I say it in that way and then people are like, I get it. So I'm not getting a raise. No, there's no way for you to get a raise. You have to ask for the raise. And in that ask, there's an expectation. And what I love about doing price increases, and I love when I share why people should do it, is that they're so worried about the current client. Oh, my clients aren't going to like it. It has nothing to do with whether they like it. What it has to do with you paying for your expertise and your education and your time. There's a reward. Those same clients who don't like that you raise your prices are the same clients that demand a raise at their job every year. See, the problem is, is we have not gone and done a good job at explaining that this is your job. Yes, you own the business, but this is how you earn income. No different than how they earn income going to their place of work. We don't do a good job at that. So when we ask for a price increase, people just flip out because they automatically think, oh, you're going to get more money. It's expected. So when people would always say that to me, I was very clear. Oh, but didn't you get a raise? this year? Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm also getting a raise this year. And then they kind of are quiet. There's no more arguing, but we don't do a great job at that. So they kind of think that we just get all of the money, right? We, 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 we don't do a good job at explaining how all of that works. We also don't want to do a price increase, which in turn says we don't want to pay ourselves more, especially when you deserve it. And if you've not raised your prices three, four, five years, shame on you. With everything going up and the cost of living going up, you have to charge more. You deserve more. You have another year in your place of expertise, in your work experience. It has to be reflected in the price you charge. So doing the price increase comes with a few things. 
But that expectation is that the price is going to go up. And the people that complain, let them complain. Not a problem. You're gonna, there are people that complain about the gas. They complain about the sky. They complain about the weather. They're going to complain, right? I always loved the new clients that came in because this is the price. There's no arguing. There's no, oh, it wasn't that. It was, it's very clear. That's why I say it's very important when you start understanding building your relationship with your clients, then you start understanding the importance of your client appreciation and showing appreciation to your clients whenever you can. And then they start bringing their friends. They invite their friends to your Facebook group. They invite your friends to come in and get a service. That is the price. That's the price. So in growing your business and saying, I have to get more clientele, most of you are so stuck and not asking for more that those new clients who come in are also paying you way below what they should. The price is going to go up. Your expertise, your time, everything that you offer comes with a price. So because it comes with the price, now we're going to have a different experience. So I truly believe when you understand that, and you understand the importance of it, now all you do is execute. That's it. But I've worked with many that have had have not had a price increase for years. I've worked for a lot trying to get me to understand why they don't do it. And I'm very clear. I don't understand where any of your increase is going to come from. And the ones that complain and you lose clients, absolutely. That is power for the course. You're going to lose clients whether you do price increases or not. And you've seen it. Then they're like, well, yeah, okay. The price is the price. So when you have someone who starts to complain and they, if they understand and they're truly your client and they understand that this is what provides for you and your family, there really shouldn't be any argument. And I never argued with people. I was very clear. I mean, this is how I paid to live. This is exactly what I used to live. I'm paid from working in order to live. No different than when you go to your job. But I love being able to hold estheticians accountable. I love being able to give them a completely different perspective, not only on raising your prices, not only on how much money is leaving your business. You know, I got a message today from another esthetician asking me because I guess there was a post on Facebook about, you know, your business should have up to four. Some businesses should have seven, depending on what methodology you use of different banking accounts. And they were like, do you agree? I do agree. I absolutely do agree. You know, when we opened multiple accounts, it became very clear and very easy to understand the move, move, the flow of money and where things were coming from. What I'm also really clear with as well, which I try to share with many of you, is that sometimes you having access to your money is the problem. So when you remove the access... You remove the ability of you being able to go over there and just tap into it or just grab it real quick or let me get this money because I need to pay for this or whatever. It completely changes the way you operate. It changes. 
Accountability is never a bad thing. Accountability is definitely a sign of growth. But for the bigger picture, for folks who have really been struggling for a long time, it's not that you're not making the money. It's that you don't know where it goes once it comes into the business. There's no clear path of how it moves through your business. There's, there's nothing clear there for you. So it's hard for you to understand when you have no accountability of how you spend. And if you make enough, but you spend just as much as you make, you won't have anything. But if you cut off the access to the ability to spend, it changes. I love seeing when money sits in the account. I know it has to move and it's energy and all of this. I absolutely understand that. But I love when it sits in the account because I have enough. But some of you don't even know how much you're spending. It's random. There's no rhyme or reason. You pay bills and then you take some. You take a little bit today. You take a little bit in a couple of days. You take a little bit in a couple of days after that. Am I speaking to anybody? What if you had a system where your home life and your home was provided for? You had enough for home and you still had enough for the business. It's possible. We make enough. We just don't control how, it, how we spend. And spending for some of you is therapeutic. Spending for some of you is because you've never dealt with the issues you have around money. Spending for you is a sense of control. I get it. All three of those things were, were heavily in my space for a very long time. But I like being on this side of it because there's no guilt coming with that. There's no shame coming with that. There's no, um, dang, I shouldn't have spent that money. Like I didn't need that. Whatever I bought, I don't even remember what I bought for. Why did I grab it? Why didn't I just, you know, be more accountable with it? There's nothing wrong with coming to the point in your business where you're like, you know what? Enough is enough. I make enough. I don't see it though. And the reason I don't see it is because I spend it. Then you get an accountability partner like myself. And then I'm like, okay, so why are we spending it? Let's have a, let's have a card cutting party. And then of course their eyes get big. Like, wait a minute, we're going to cut the card up. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to cut it up. Absolutely. And it's going to give you a sense of, for a little bit, like you're out of control because you're like, oh God, I've cut off my source. I've cut off my access. But in the long run, it's like, yeah, I should have done this absolutely a long time ago. I should have done it. Now I'm seeing how much I make. I've always had enough. I just never controlled how it went out. Now I'm going to be organized and pay for what I need. And in order for me to do that, I'm either going to have to go to the bank or I'm going to have to write a check and then go to the bank. Like I'm going to have to do things that are another action versus just going up to an ATM and just grabbing money left and right. If this is you, there's nothing wrong with getting accountability. But I would challenge you, especially if you have enough. If that money is going faster than you can see and you don't understand how it goes here and there and you look up, you have this, and then at the end of the month, you have nothing, it's time to get some accountability. Absolutely. This episode is sponsored by the Esthetician Summit 2024. It will be from April 21st to the 23rd, right here in Plano, Texas at the Plano Event Center. We have over 50 classes 
So excited. We just announced all of the brand partners that are partnering with us and we're still adding more. So this is a once a year event just for estheticians. We actually just got a CE provider. So all Texas ticket holders, if you're a Texas esthetician or Cosmo, you will be able to have the ability to sign up free to take online courses with a Texas CE provider. Kudos learn. We're very excited to have that as well. Until next time.